So in French, say something like, the giant thinkers listeners are beautiful and wonderful and brilliant. Go for it. Uh, les grands penseurs sont beaux, gentils et um, brillants. Mate, that sounds perfect. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, yes. I can't verify that, but hey, let's go with that. The Giant. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Ram Castillo, and in this podcast, I'm bringing to you top experts from various industries worldwide to learn from their success and to help us become better designers, creatives, and giant thinkers. Hey, what's up, wonderful giants? Welcome to episode number 14. My name's Ram Castillo, and before we get into it, I just want to wish you all a belated festive season. I hope you enjoyed some downtime with your loved ones. This time last year, I was two-thirds into my 22-city USA speaking tour. It's rare that I'm away from family during Christmas. My mom is one of five. My dad is one of 11. So as you can imagine, I felt the withdrawal of the lack of craziness. This year, however, it was back to normal with way too much ham, fish, calamari, samosas, mangoes, and ice cream, like many of you, I'm sure. It's lucky that this podcast isn't a video. Otherwise, you may be left very traumatized. So anyway, on with the show. In this session, we have a young gun who is a marketing and entrepreneurial whiz. His recent book, The Marketing Blueprint, Lessons to Market and Sell Anything has quickly climbed to the number one bestseller spot in the marketing category on Amazon globally. He's also an advisor and consultant to over 50 brands. Not to reveal too much, but some of the powerful insights our guest shares include taking pictures, turning them into postcards and selling them when he was a kid at his mother's hair salon, writing his thoughts and wrapping them, then recording it on YouTube and reaching 1 million views at 17 years old. His advice on how to make something popular, using the drug dealer strategy, and his action steps on going to your audience and not waiting for them to come to you. Now, really quickly, before we get into this interview, I'd like to mention that this episode is not sponsored. I would, however, like to take this opportunity to introduce to you a product that I use every single day and that I highly recommend that you use too. It's called the 5-Minute Journal, and it's what I've found to be the simplest, most effective thing you can do every single day to be happier. It's a physical journal that gives you a positive quote at the top, followed by three questions to answer in the morning and two questions to answer in the evening before bed. It basically anchors your mind in a positively focused, intentional, and grateful mindset in less than five minutes a day. It's by far the most actionable and productive tool that has helped me accelerate my progress professionally and personally. Now, if you do decide to try it out and utilize this journal, I would appreciate it if you purchase it through my affiliate link, which is giantthinkers.com slash five minute journal, all spelt out. And to be ultra transparent, there is no additional cost to you. However, I do receive a small commission from every purchase via that link, which in turn helps this podcast keep going. 
It's currently priced at just under 23 US dollars. And as you know, I would never advocate products or services I haven't used myself and would only recommend things that are truly valuable to you guys listening. Once again, that's giantthinkers.com slash five minute journal, all spelt out. And let's get stuck into it. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Please welcome one of the most inspiring and hardworking 21-year-old entrepreneurs I've ever met, Jules Marku. G'day, Jules. Welcome to the Giant Thinkers podcast, mate. How are you going? Uh, thank you. Uh, how are you? Good, 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 mate. Uh, the thing that excites me the most about chatting with you is that uh, you're a young gun, as uh, as we yeah. call it here um, in in Australia and and some other places. Um, uh, what year yeah, were you born? I've a lot. What year were you born? Uh, I'm born in nineteen uh, ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. So twenty one, mate. That's that's yeah. unbelievable. Um. All right. So let's dive into it. The first question yeah. is an icebreaker question. Uh. Here we go. This one's for you. If you had to choose only one app to use for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Uh. Because I try to simplify my life as much as possible. So I would say that would be my calendar. Because you can do all those things with it. Like. You can do project management if you want. You can do like task management. You can do uh, time management. You can all do all those things. So if you have like a good calendar, you can be all set for success, in my opinion. Nice. It's sure that you need some other apps, but if if there would be like one app that should have for the rest of my life, that would be the calendar. It's funny you say that because I've been using my calendar more and more and I've um, synced it to a, another app called Appointlet. So I use it to schedule yeah. appointments. And then I, it also means that if I put uh, different uh, appointments in my directly in my yeah. calendar on Google, it blocks out my availability, which is cool. All right. Exactly. So um, I, I've, yeah, go for I've, it. Been doing, I've been doing something like for the last couple of weeks is like putting schedule for like specific tasks. Hmm. So if I have to do like social media blasts, I put it in the calendar. If I have to like answer emails or do this specific task, I put it in a calendar. So it's really useful. Yeah. It pops up and it alerts you too, right? Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, can you tell us a bit about you, mate, your childhood and how you grew up? Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty, I'm still young, 21 years old. Like uh, we talked, uh, I grew up in Quebec, Canada. That's why my French accent. So uh yeah, pretty. I had like a pretty regular childhood. I played basketball. I did photography. I played music. I did a lot of things. And like, I just had this like entrepreneurial like sense that I always tried to make a buck from everything I did. Hmm. So that's how I got involved in marketing. So I had a pretty, pretty regular like childhood, not any like story with like, uh, I grew up in the streets and all, all those things. No, I, it was really like basic childhood, but and my everyone has this different story, but yeah, yeah always nice. been an entrepreneur when I was young. Yeah. Ha- have you got any sort of uh, stories that you can quickly share about, um, you know, fond memories of your childhood and, and, you know, expanding on examples of that? Yeah, uh, really young childhood. I was selling postcards at my mom's hair salon. 
So that's something like that I remember a lot because like I was taking pictures and I was printing them and printing them and I was like sending them at the at the air salon. Hmm, cool. And that was yeah, that was something like that got me involved like really in marketing, like having fun and selling those things. But uh also lately uh what really like pushed me out of my comfort zone was when I went to Michigan play basketball. Nice. So I was like 15 years old and I said, okay, I want to go because I was playing basketball and I love basketball. I, w I wanted to be in the NBA, <laughs> but I realized I was not tall enough <laughs> and I was not good enough. So I didn't play in the NBA anyways, but uh, I went to Michigan and I said like, I want to play for, ba I want to play basketball for you. I, I sent this to a team in Michigan and they got me a spot in their team. Like, I spent like four months in Michigan just learning English, playing basketball and really pushed me out of my comfort zone because I was not speaking English before uh, when I went in Michigan. Sure. So yeah. that's where like I'm not the best in English right now, but that's where I learned English. And so what happened to you after high school? What did you kind of decide after after studying? Um, After high school, I start I started. Well, while I was in Michigan, I started just writing my thoughts. And I started rapping, started making music with those thoughts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And I bought a microphone and I recorded them and like things went on and long story short, uh, I, I put them on YouTube and like I started promote them on social medias and like fast, I had like maybe half a million views on YouTube. Wow. You can go ahead and check on J Mark. That's, that's my music I was doing. And like... Uh, like a couple like a couple of thousand of hundreds of views and like uh hundreds of thousands sorry of views and like i was doing shows across the province across quebec and like uh that got me involved like also sharing and making those songs popular so so i've always been in touch with marketing like yeah, with all, okay. all i all i did then after all uh after this i started to nightclub events so uh, I've been a nightclub promoter, like with the connection I made with my music. Then again, I needed to like promote those events with uh, social medias and like building uh, a tribe, like promoters, different promoters, just uh, promoting like those events. So that's basically what I did after high school. Then um, I got one client there, one other client there. Then. I built myself like a little portfolio with multiple clients to do their marketing, like as I was doing with my music or my nightclub events, but I started to do it with actual businesses. And long story short, now I just launched my new book. Uh, I launched my first book. So that's basically all I learned from like doing those small projects, mm. but that made something big. And like, I try to share what I learned from it and, what I learn every day. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to be humble. I'm not trying to sound like I know everything about marketing. I'm trying to sound like I'm going to share with you what I learn every day because sure, yeah. uh, story, I don't right? sound like yeah. everything. Yeah. All right. So um, where would you say your expertise lies? Well, uh, I would say it lies in really like how to make something popular, how to uh, take those projects and make a tribe and an audience around it 
whether is it where it is with uh, social medias, but also offline, like how to take those influencers and make this thing popular, create an audience and create create customers that will talk about what you what you deliver and what your product is. So nice. it's really about popularization. Yeah, I, will, I could say it. That's cool. Um, and you mentioned your book, so um, I noticed that it's also reached number one on uh, the marketing category in, yeah. on Amazon in Canada. That's amazing. Amazon Canada. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, thank you. That's fantastic. So for those of uh, the listeners that want to know, um, the title of the book is called The Marketing Blueprint, um, how, yeah. to, how to Sell Anything, right? That's what you've called it? Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. So, um, all right. So you gave us a bit of background on on who you are and, and how you got started in the area. Um, now. The three things that I want to focus on during this conversation and pick your brains on um, are uh, quite yeah, specific. So the first is about yep. marketing ourselves as individuals. The second yep. is about uh, marketing our design work or creative work and, and projects and portfolio. And the third okay. is your thoughts on passive income opportunities. So yep. let's dive into the first area, which is marketing ourselves as individual entities. And as you know, uh, many of the listeners are emerging or established designers and creatives who are building personal brands for themselves. Can you give us your top tips on what you think they need to do? Um, and if you have steps or examples, even better. Yeah. Uh, first thing first, I think, uh, the reason why most, uh, too much artists starve is because they think they are artists. They don't think they are business. Hmm. Like, let's take an example. Uh, you know, Jay-Z, I think everyone knows Jay-Z, <laughs> but, uh, he said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. So it's, it's pretty like he sees himself as a brand and as a business. So I always think like that everyone should write a business plan or a marketing brand, a marketing plan about themselves on themselves, like their goals and all those things. But so, yeah, I think, uh, everyone should treat themselves as a brand and every interactions you have with people is part of your brand is building your brand, whether it is like how you shake your hand, how you shake someone's hand and, uh, how you, how you write an email, how you present yourself, uh, all those things, it's building your brand. And I think it's important for everyone to just like build a tribe, build an audience, build an email list, build a uh, following on social media, uh, build your website and all those things. It's really important to build yourself because your project can work or it cannot like it can fail. But even if, if, you, if it fail, if you have a good brand, your brand's going to stay. And like if you're working somewhere like your brand is good, your personal brand is good, and you le you leave the company, uh, your personal brand is going to stay forever. So what are, what like, are some of the practical tips that you do, for example, on uh, let's take something really specific like social media. Um, what what are the things that you're doing that, uh, I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram now, you've got 63,000 followers. Um, yeah. You've got, uh, you know, a massive um, mailing list following yeah. uh, subscribers and whatnot. Uh, so you know, can you give us some tips, for example, as a designer? Um, how, yeah. how, how would you approach it? Uh, I think uh, it's important to put put out quality content first, first yep. of all. Uh, but I think it, almost 
if not every designer do quality content because that's their job to do quality visual content and all those things. But uh, you can you can do like to build an audience. You have two two ways. You can either pay your way to build your audience, or you can reach out to people. Sure, like, like or- organic do, organic reach or uh, versus paid reach, right? Yeah, exactly. But you you can also like if you can't get people to come at you, go at them. Like, let's take an example. You can like, if you like, if you just did like something in, uh, let's say, uh, let's take like a designer that went as, at a specific event, did a conference or like at, at his work promoted at a specific event. It can go on Instagram and get the, those hashtags on the, on this event and mm-hmm. just go like those pictures. Like go comment on picture. Hey, I was there and do personal things like really not just spam. You don't you don't you don't want to spam, but just go out and reach to people on social medias. And like instead of having people to and wish people would find you out on social medias, you can reach out to them mm-hmm. and you can just send an email to someone say, hey, I want to collaborate with you. I want to like do those things. Or you can just like some pictures of a specific hashtag that was like related to something you do, you did. Um, that would be my first tip. Uh, next, you can like pay your acquisition. I did a lot when I wanted to have some clients for my marketing consulting business. Uh, right now, I do less consulting because I, I focus on building products. We'll talk about it later on one of the aspects you want to sure. talk. Yeah. But um, you can do some paid acquisition for your brand. Like you can build an audience on Facebook with paid likes, getting paid likes uh, with promotions and all those campaigns. Uh, you can pay to get email. You can send traffic to your blog. Uh, so I think for everyone, it's really important to really uh, get awareness on what you do. And so like, let's just yeah, tap, go. tap on... Um... So let me just backtrack. The first thing you said, awesome. I love that. Um, the reason why I love it is because you uh, are talking about social media and being legitimately social. So interacting yeah. um, and saying genuine comments. And an example you gave was using hashtags um, that were yeah. used at an event, let's say, and you are also engaging with everyone that was an event. So already you've yeah. created rapport because you're, uh, you've, you've found a similarity with someone you haven't met in real life, but they attended the event. You're now commenting on social media and you're engaging with them and, and, and they're obviously going to want to know more about what you do and, and like vice versa. Um, and for those listeners out there, actually how, uh, Jules Marcou and I met was through (laughs) Instagram and Jules testament to what he's just said. He actually, uh, was reaching out to me yeah. uh, on Instagram. Um, and, you know, I don't have a huge following, but I'd like to think that the, the following I have on Instagram is uh, quality, you know, true followers of of people that um, are engaged with the, the value, hopefully, that I can bring um, through my Instagram. But um, uh, Jules connected with me on Instagram and he's, we were just chatting on there. And then next thing you know, I was like, mate, you know, this would be cool for you to come on the show. Um, and it all yeah. happened quite quickly. Um, yeah. Now, the other thing though, that I want to talk about is the point that you made about likes, um, and paid likes. Now for me personally, um, th- there are two things. One is, um, you know, a lot of things on Instagram can be paid 
for likes and follows, but the only value that I see in my mind for that is that it gives an impression that you are popular. But then when you want to kind of connect on a real engagement level, such as a real true conversion, whatever that looks like, whether it's clicking a button to go to your free ebook or signing up to your mailing list or um, buying your product, um, it's not, it's just going to like fall dead in the water. Yeah, well, when I'm talking about paid likes, I'm talking about likes on the, with a with a campaign, with a actual campaign, real okay, likes, cool. yeah. not like buying likes. You you should not, you should never buy likes. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, that's good I that you clear that like, up. You mean like Facebook and stuff, right? Yeah, what what I mean is like, let's say, uh, cause cause on Facebook you can optimize your campaigns for any objectives. Yeah, and you can optimize for likes. And what basically Facebook is going to do is they're going to promote your page to people you decide to your target market and you're going to pay for likes, but you're going to pay for real people, like real people on your target market. Uh, so when I'm, when I talk about paying for likes and paid acquisition, I'm talking about actual campaigns, not buying likes, not buying fake traffic. You should not do those things because that won't be like, they won't convert to real sure. customers because they're not real people. So if a designer was to pay for a campaign, which in actuality, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of designers or creative people wouldn't do should. in terms of yeah, like as an individual, should. they should, right? Um, you know, I've got some examples in uh, that I've done as well, like where I've uh, used and experimentation is important too, you know, just testing to see what sticks, right? So, um, you know, sometimes I've gone with a, with a very, uh, clear, um, you know, selling, um, call to action. And other times it's just picking the blog posts that I've written about that have done the most, uh, that have done, uh, the best in terms of, um, engagement and using that data because it's been organic data and, and then boosting that and, just not selling anything, just kind of tackling yeah. a, a problem that they might have, uh, which the article can solve. Um, so, you know, a lot of designers do have blogs. That's the thing. Or they might have a Tumblr account or something, you know. I guess there is always something yeah. to share. Well, a lot of people have blogs and they hope people will find their blogs, hmm. which sadly, it, it doesn't happen that way. Because like there's so much blogs and there's so much content out there and there's so much people doing things that you can't just hope for people to discover you. Like I said, you have to go to people hmm. and go to your market. And uh, what you can do if if you believe in your blog and if like you put out a blog and it 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 goes well to your actual audience, your current audience, uh, you can promote it. And if you promote it and you get more awareness to it. If your uh, blog post is good, it's going to boost the organic results of it. Hmm. So when you promote something, make sure it's you test, like you do small campaigns or you do small tests or you, you start with something, you try. If it's working organic, then you put on some money just to post it and promote it with good awareness. But yeah, you got to start small and just scale it after afterwards. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think you know content is 
um, which you, you, you touched on quality content is, is really important. And I'm just thinking how this applies to the listeners. You know, there's no reason why listeners can't create a 60 second, for example, video on, you know, their work in progress of a project and, and then, you know, releasing another follow-up video down the track of the completed version of that uh, project or documenting that project, project, um, you know, that could be an idea. And then, yeah, you know, exactly. find out how I rebranded this, uh, you know, patisserie company or how, you know, find out how I found, you know, join me on my journey on, um, creating the, uh, the digital, uh, products of, um, you know, this, this, uh, corporate company or whatever it might be, I think. Yeah. And doing, yeah. doing blog posts, they're going to get organic traffic from Google mm. and which basically if they, if they set up their website, right, they're going to get more email list subscribers and all those things. But they also, I think they also have to promote themselves offline with offline marketing, like promote their blog, whatever is it like, they got to be hustlers. Like that's how I, I love to put it out. But mm, like, absolutely. Like, uh, get themselves in events or get, get out in a conference and just hand out like cool, like in creative business cards and to really stand out and link, link and get those people back to their website. And just the more, the more awareness you can cry, create and all those interactions you can have, you should, you should have them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all comes down to exactly what you said, you know, the, the, uh, participation in the online and offline space is important. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that just popped in my head was, um, the thought, yeah. the, the thought that, you know, if, uh, you, you don't get the impression that a comedian is funny just because they've said, Hey, I'm funny. Um, you, you, <laughs> you get the impression exactly. because they've said, you know, 10 funny jokes in a row. Right. So I think yeah. the same applies for designers, any creative people listening to this, that as individual entities, uh, you know, people are going to believe you are that it's proof of, of your, uh, role as a designer. Um, if you're continuously putting out work that is on your brand as a designer. Yeah, exactly. Cause um, consistency yeah. gotta be consistent. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. All right. So that's kind of merging into the second area now, which is on marketing our design work, our projects and our portfolio. Uh, you know, whether you're a designer or a photographer even, or even a, um, a videographer, whatever. Um, what are some actionable decisions we can make to drive more exposure to our work? Yeah. Uh, first thing first, build a portfolio i think it's for for everybody it's pretty uh basic things uh um, yeah so there's with with that you know if anyone you know just needs a portfolio up you know there are so many wordpress templates done and there's no yeah. excuse not to do it and secondly there's also services like squarespace.com for portfolios um in case yeah, you guys so, were wondering so much people are like Oh, I don't have like $2,000 for a website or I don't have like time to build my own website. Like you said, there's so much platforms out there yeah. to just use them and take advantage of them. Definitely. Yeah. So that would be the first step. Uh, second step is, is to be like to do all you can to drive traffic and drive awareness to your work. 
Uh, if you want to, it really depends on the objective. If you want to sell, let's say you want to sell uh, graphic design uh, services, uh, you can have your website, drive traffic online to your website and to have people, businesses to see your, what's cool is with Facebook, you can target small businesses. Mm. So you target people that have small businesses that will see your portfolio and the objectives should be really clear to like to have always a, on your website a call to action, hire me or something like that. Mm. But also you you should do like phone calls. You should be always on the call to have like somebody on the other line just trying to help them your, with their design. You can do, I, I call it the drug dealer strategy. But yeah, what tell, I would tell suggest, us about that. Yeah, uh, drug dealer strategy is pretty simple. Is that drug dealers have so much confidence in their own products <laughs> that they're not afraid to give it for free at first. That's, right, right. that's basically right. it. Yeah, and people are going to come back. So I think every designer should just try to get on the phone with as much business people as possible and just help them with their design strategy for free, just mm. to help them. Uh, there's so many. There's so many many people just saying, "Pick uh, time is money. You should never give services for free. Sure, you should never work for free, but you can help someone for free, mm. just a little bit. Yep. Just yep. and make it clear, like what I'm gonna do for you for free. Just maybe a, a 15 minute for phone calls, 15 minute phone call, or just something like that. Really clear what's gonna be, so people don't take advantage of you. Uh, but just to get on the phone with businesses and just help them as much as possible. Mm. And they're going to see your potential and just, they're going to hire you after all. Yeah. Well, essentially there's, there's, uh, there's two things in that. There's the, um, taking the initiative. So people need to take more initiative, uh, potentially, you know, your advice to reach out to the point of like calling them even. And then secondly, um, when you are on a call with them or an email or you've engaged them somehow, um, that you're spending that time really uh, defining how you can help them. So you're, you're pitching, you're pitching your business. Yeah. You're, you know, you are selling, I guess. You're selling yourself as a service. However, at the same time, um, you know, the intention is to ultimately um, find people that also actually, or businesses that would actually need your services. Yeah. Not and just, instead of like yeah. saying, here's what I can do for you, Show them and mm. give them a little sample of what you can do. Yeah, totally agree with and that. Yeah. And it's like instead of saying I'm a rock star, show them you're a rock star. Like you said, instead of saying, hey, I'm funny, <laughs> tell them some jokes, make them laugh, and they're going to hire you. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Like the, the thing that I um, advise people as well is when, when they say, oh, um, that idea is crap. Well, you can't just say it's crap. You've got to either come up with a better solution or actually yeah. show them that there's a better alternative. You know, exactly. you know, those people that say, Oh, that idea is no good. Well, what would your suggestion be? But then they're stumped and they're yeah. left with like, uh, I don't actually have one. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's, it's important and, to kind of be ready. Yeah. And I think like with the rise of social medias, pe- people come like not lazy, but I think that like uh, everything is happening online, but, the people is, that are going to succeed, I think, uh, is the people that are going to use them, their phone and just call people and say, hey, I'm going to help you. Mm. Let me help you. Absolutely. 
Uh, that's really cool. All right, so uh, mate, let's take let's talk about um, the third area, uh, which is on passive income. Uh, now, yeah. the reason why I want to bring this up into this sort of uh, context is um, because although that there are a lot of designers and creatives uh, that are listening, um, I always am an advocate for uh, using our design thinking and our knowledge of creative strategy and just our general creativity uh, and leveraging that to uh, build uh, passive income streams, however that might look like. Um, and, yeah. I th- and I think like that is such an untapped area that um, we as creative people um, don't dive into more or explore a little bit more. Um, so I'd love to kind of pick your brains on what you think uh, listeners can do or how how we can go about it uh, when it comes to, to yeah. that. And then maybe I can bounce some ideas with you and, and um, you know, share to everyone what I've kind of learned as well along the way. Of course. Um, so uh, with my web, uh, with my book, mm-hmm. so that's how I, I want to start it with. Uh, that's basically what I did. Mm. Uh had a lot of businesses like asking me some questions and asking me some advice on specific on specific subjects so i decided to package it to package it and like scale it Hmm. because that was basically always the same questions and always the same advice so i package it and then i put it on amazon Hmm. so and this is scalable because this is not time i woke up last day and i sold like couple of hundreds of thousands of copies in a night and i was like yeah and i was (laughs) like i didn't do nothing but well i work hard to sold to sell those copies but whether you sell one copy of like or like 50 hundred thousands of millions of copies it's gonna be pretty much the same work in a ways if you scale it well and if you like architecture it well to scale it Mm. so i think every designer can build like products that can be scalable that's that can be scaled um uh let's take an example uh first of all they can write a book if they want to share their uh thousands on strategy yep uh they can if they they're good at programming they can build like uh, a wordpress plugin let's mm. say yeah that's uh, a good one. for something yeah and those are all ideas but the principle stays the same you have to like think about like okay how can i solve a need and scale it as much as possible and sometimes it's the same needs like that themselves will have and like they want to help other people so solve it and like they're just packaging it in a in a in a product mm. that can be scaled yeah, yeah. I, love, yeah. I love this topic, man, because the thing is, um, you know, you just mentioned something like a WordPress plugin that you can create. Yeah. Um, and, and the funny thing is um, I had on the show uh, a gentleman um, named Jared Robinson, and he is a PE teacher, which is a physical education teacher uh, or, yeah. you know, like an outdoors teacher and um, sports teacher. And he does not know code yet he uh, found a need to uh, utilize apps into the classroom to help teachers. 
specifically yeah. PE teachers. So what he did was he did he sourced the the coders needed. He found he he you know he did his um, prototypes in a very small scale, and now he's got over sixty apps on the App Store. Yeah, and, that's and huge. He's, he's killing it. Yeah, he's doing. He's do, he's so successful, and he's helping so many lives um, in his um, in his niche area. Um, but what I also yeah. wanted to kind of say is like, you know, there's an idea that um, ideas are infinite. You know, yeah. to think that there is only one idea or that that there is the idea, the one golden idea, and someone's no. taken it is is crazy to me. Because it's all they're, about they're, execution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, executing in a way that you uniquely can bring to the table. You know, the the number one thing I always tell people is scratch your own itch. You know, there is exactly there is a clue there in your own life uh, as you you are the customer to kind of go. Ah, oh, there is a better way for this thing that's annoying me or that's you know driving me mad because it always does this or it doesn't do this. Um, there's a there's a need that you can reflect on. Firstly, on yourself. Um, and then in terms of other things, you know, there are so many stories out there. So we know it can be done. We know that it can yeah. be done. You know, a story that comes to mind is a friend of mine who, uh, has a family. He didn't have the income that he wanted to support his next, uh, kid. And yeah. he, he knew, he knew out of desperation, he had to do something about it. So basically he ended up, um, having to, uh, figure out an idea and he was a designer. So he came up with, um, Photoshop plugins or Photoshop, uh, uh, automotive, uh, actions. Yeah. And he sold that. And it's funny. He was telling this story to me and he was like, oh, Ram, you know, the first day that I launched that one plugin and then I woke up, he goes, I made like $2. And he said that he was the happiest man on the planet yeah. because it was yeah, like, it's not about, I can't it's believe not it. About the, Someone bought it. It's not about amount. <laughs> it's not about how much money you make from it. It's about, it's about like just making it and making money from it. Yeah. Whether it is like $2 or $2 million, it's just about like being proud of like, it's working while you're not, it's, it's making babies while you're not. It's like, yeah. It's it's making money while you're sleeping <laughs> and that's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know like he's now scaled that feeling and that that product of $2 uh getting him $2 for the first, you know, 12 hours and he's now created more and more and of course now that's just working for him on the side, which is amazing. Um the the other thing we should dive into more is uh the book yeah. because um yeah. you know I personally have gone through that route as well as some of the listeners might know. Um you know I released my first book last year on Amazon as well and and all over online. Um both paperback and ebook and it is a lot of work, I'm not going to lie. It is you know and Jules you'll know this like there is a lot of work up, up front, not only just the writing, actually, the writing is actually the fun bit. It's the marketing of it. It's the positioning of it. It's the yeah. creating a website for it. It's the uh, creating the funnel sequence uh, for that. Um, and, you know, that might be a bit too like, whoa, whoa, slow down there. I don't know what you're talking about. But the thing is, I only knew about this and same as Jules, I'm sure is like, we would have only probably known about this um, as, mu in, as much as we wanted to learn about it. You know, there's this whole, yeah. uh, there's this whole thought of you can make anything happen in ratio to how much you're committed to making it happen. Um, so Jules, you know, tell us about your journey of, of 
starting the book and writing that and getting it up and publishing it and all this? Yeah, uh, it's funny because how it started is just I tried to launch uh, a subscription-based blog, which completely failed. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. honest with you. Like I realized people, people basically want to pay for a final product and to know what they're going to pay for. And I learned from it, but uh, I took those private blog uh, chapters that I wrote and distribute and I started and I graded to a, a, a book. That's that's what I did. So, but uh, long story short, uh, the book took me seven months to write and then I sent it to editing and uh, I launched it on Amazon uh, through Create Create Space. I don't know if you know about Create Create Space. Yeah, so it's a service but essentially it, that that helps you, um, you know, uh, self distribute. It. Yeah, self publish. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And they distribute you to uh, Barnes and through Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon, uh, eBay Books, Books a Million, uh, and all those places. Which is and they take they handle all those things and it's uh, a print on demand uh, service. Mm. So whether you sell one copy a day or one thousand copy a day, a thousand copy a day, they're gonna print the the number of copy that you need. And you never own really a copy. You can you can buy copies for you at a discount, but they're handling the shipping and all those things. So which is basically good because you can scale it and you can like. You don't need to go every day at the post and at the mail and ship those books to your customers. Mm. Uh, they handle all those things. But yeah, basically it took me seven months to write it. And then I published it through CreateSpace on Amazon. Uh, before it took number one on Amazon Canada, it took three months. Mm. Uh, started promoting on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on my Twitter, on my email list. Uh on my events, I went, I bought some copies and I bring them and I gave it to people uh, at conference I was doing. Uh, I called people, I, t I tell, told them about the book. Uh, I tried, I emailed people. I, I, I hustled my way just to make this book like a little bit known mm. and give awareness to it. Uh, I went on Instagram and I started talking about, to people like in direct message, people that would be interested in the book. And just slowly, uh, it really started to took off. Then I I turned myself to influential pages on Instagram that I that had like a really large following, and I got them to just promote the book. I paid them to get the book out, and I sent them a copy, and they said, "Oh, I love the book." They read it, and they really loved it, and they just decided to help me and just promote it. Forecast, of course, because that was advertising, but mm -hmm. they decided to help me and just promote it because they love the book also. So that's basically how it went. And then it took off and it uh, went number one on Amazon Canada. And that's since so then cool. it's, yeah, and since then it's really doing like really uh, steady sales yep. every day. If you don't mind me uh, asking, um, and you don't have to answer this, but if you don't mind me asking, um, how has the um, the sales been? Like in terms of a measured, uh, whether it's a measured sales number or a or an actual, you know, um, dollar amount. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, I won't say the exact number, but it's in the five digits. Nice. It's not, uh, 
not oh. not in terms of revenue, but in te- terms of units. Uh, yeah, so it's not it's not like a hundred thousand copies sold because you you see that you see that a lot when like you you see big books with publishers, of course, yeah, like yeah, and others are making like fifty cents a copy, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, and like it's in the five five digits number for the number of units sold, which is basically good when you're self published and like I, I get better margins. Yep. Yeah, like, that's cool. Mate, I'm I'm glad yeah. that you um you ran us through that story. I mean, um I could totally relate to all that. So just some quick tips just for the listeners out there. Um yeah. you know, write, write every day. You know, write even when you you don't feel like yep. it. At least write for ten minutes. And if you're writing one word, that's still one word on paper. And and have a document. Write, write, write. And then you'll know when it's when it's time to to finish that. Um, you know. And as Jules did, uh, there were blogs that he took and then expanded on that post that he you know that might have gotten a lot of reach that a lot of people want to know more about. You know, they could be chapters in your book. Um, yeah. The other thing is and finding totally. an, an editor. You know, same thing I did. I also um, found and sourced an editor, um, qu- asked for quotes. I sourced, I, I think I reached out to like five or six different uh, freelance editors. And then I, you know, f- uh, discussed with them the style of my my book, the writing tone and all this and found the right person. We agreed. And then when the manuscript was finished, I sent it off to them as well. And then I also used the service um, uh, that, also self-publish uh, helps self-publishers do this and they take uh take a fee of course but they also just take charge of you know distributing your product which is awesome um yeah and then in terms of marketing man the hustle the hustle it's all about that man like you, yeah same thing like i ended up having to um i thought to myself how do i add credibility how do i get maximum reach and what i did was i um uh, in partnership with the American Institute of Graphic Arts, AIGA.org. Um, I reached out to them and, you know, I funded a lot of it on my own, you know, the airfare, the accommodation, but I did my uh, 22 city USA speaking tour in three months. And I was able to do that because a, I was willing to, you know, pay for that side while the chapters, uh, hosted me. So I yep. thought, look, this is a win-win. Like I'll get exposure. I'll get experience in speaking. I'll get more credibility. Yes, I am paying a lot for this from a financial point of view. But then the people um, uh, that are hosting me, the, the chapters of AIGA, uh, they have an audience already. So, you know, for them to uh, take care of the venue and the audience is like huge. You know, so yeah, um, you got to do things that you're uncomfortable with. You got to, you got to. F- sometimes you just got to fund. Uh, pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Pick up the phone. Do what you got to do to get there, uh, mate. That's super cool. Uh, I'm glad that you shared all that. Um, now let's uh, wind down with a couple questions left um, yeah. for you, mate. Um, who has been an impactful giant thinker in your life? That person who has inspired you to think bigger and dig deeper in helping you reach your full potential? Yeah. Uh, first, my parents, because uh, they, they always supported me in what I do. Uh, but also, there, there's been like a couple of people online that I followed and like that I just tried to like get in touch with. Uh, first of all, I follow a lot Seth, Seth Godin. I, I mm. think you know about this 
this of one. Course, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Branson. Uh, a lot of people online that I follow their yeah. blogs, I read their books, Alleries, all those people. Um, a lot of authors just reading their books and just trying to get their advice. Uh, so basically, that's what I did. Um, to get advice from all those people with books, I think, uh, you don't need really, well, you need a mentor. I think, uh, you can have a mentor, but if you don't have a mentor and they really, I never really had a, a mentor, uh, like a really like steady mentor that, yeah, yeah, that's, this is the guy you follow and you follow everything he says. I never had this kind of like, I always like tried to get on the phone with people. Like I, I got on the phone with Walmart Canada marketing director. Uh, I got on the phone with Barnes and Noble CEO, Len Reggio. Uh, so I got on the phone with a lot of people just asking advice and just email people, ask advice to those people and just try to pick brains uh, mm -hmm. and pick ideas everywhere and just get advice everywhere. Uh, also, I think uh, it's pretty... Uh, I, uh, important to get advice from your friends, family, and all those people because maybe they're not like involved in the same kind of business you are, mm. but they can get like an external uh, point of view, an external perspective that you, you don't have. And sometimes it's interesting to get it. Yeah, cool. So yeah, having a have, having a well-rounded uh, network online, offline, uh, yeah, family, friends, um, professionals, everyone. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's really good. And and you can just like, uh, just email someone you see, like let's say a CEO of a big company that you that you follow and that you love. Mm. You can just email him and just say, hey, I want to get on the phone fifteen minutes real quick, just to ask you a couple of questions. Those people want to help. Mm. They succeeded. They want to help. Yeah. So just go ahead and email them and get on the phone with them and they're going to give you advices. That's awesome. Yeah, completely agree. So mate, what uh, is next for you? What's the vision for, for next year and the next, yeah, the next sort of short period of time? Yeah. Uh, basically I want to focus on building products, uh, and develop relationship with, uh, people that have products that could help businesses with marketing offline and online. Uh, and try to help as much as people as possible with my books, but also just to get people like a couple of times a, uh, a week, I just get on Skype with businesses and just help them. Mm, that's that's cool. what I do. And just like, sometimes it's part of a consulting project, but sometimes it's just because I want to help this business. And then they, they see my book and then they see my blog and they talk about me and like, it's a drug dealer strategy again, but <laughs> uh, it's all about helping people. So I just want to help as much as businesses as possible and entrepreneurs as possible, just to give my vision and give my advice on marketing and work with them with the marketing. Uh, I want to keep learning. I want to go to, uh, training events. I want to read more books. I try to read one books a week. Uh, I want to write more. I want to make my blog more popular. I want to build my uh, social media following as as well. So, but I, I'll try to focus more on scalable things like products. Yeah, mate, that's really and, cool. I, I mean, yeah, you know, as as the listeners, I'm sure, are also feeling and and thinking that you know, you're you're 21, you're you've got this really like 
sort of go-getter attitude, you know, and, and, you know, you're just giving it a go. You're give, you're, you're showing up I to tried. life. You're showing up to all the opportunities that, that, that is presented um, to all of us really, um, you know, and it makes us almost think, you know, what it reminds us, especially, you know, there is no excuse. Um, yeah. There really isn't. There so is that's cool. So how can listeners get in touch with you online? Where do you want uh, listeners to redirect them to? Yeah. Um, uh, easy. They can go on my website, julesmarku.com. So uh, we'll spell that out for the, for the listeners. Yeah. So it's a J U L E S, uh, M A R C O U X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they can go on Instagram, Jules Marku as well. They can go on Facebook. Um, that's basically where they I've can seen as well me. recently, man, you had, um, uh, Steven Twitch. Uh, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres' DJ. Um, yeah, that was huge, Instagram man. I was you. so stoked. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. It's, this is funny because I was scrolling through my Instagram and then I got a notification popping out and I said, Oh, what's that? So I went to see and I said, Oh, new book. It's like, people are posting my book in, on their Instagram. Yeah. And like, who's that one that posted my book? It got like, Half a million of followers. <laughs> I took a then I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to my girlfriend and I said like, "Do you know this guy? He just posted my book and like he got like half a million followers." And she said, "Yo, it's Ellen DeGeneres DJ." And she was like going crazy. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know." And like, I didn't even send it send it the book like he just bought it and posted like okay yeah i was gonna say like is he one of the guys that you um reached out no. to that paid for the for that no i didn't even reached out wow. he just like bought the book and just post it and i was so awesome. grateful for it because yes yeah, yeah. so if you go to jules marku uh on his instagram he's posted and you can see um like i'm on it now and he um has just written here, easy read and quite impactful. Finish this in a day and a half. Great info about marketing. And it's gotten, as I'm reading this out, 6,720 likes. <laughs> and he's got yeah. 510,000 followers. That's amazing, man. That's really cool. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And the book is really easy to read. Like it's uh, 200 pages. Yep. And it's really quick to read, but really insightful and really actionable. Like yeah, you punchy. get actionable tips you can do in your business now, not just fancy theories, you got actionable things. Like, I think your book is like that. Like, yeah, really, it's, it's like, really, uh, yeah, it's really direct, man. Like, steps. and that's what, that's what I try to bring on the blog. That's what I try and bring on the, uh, the show here, this podcast. Yeah. You know? I really just dig deep on, okay, now, now give us some steps, like, uh, things, practical things, because, um, it's all well and good to feel motivated and inspired, but like, what can I do now? So that's really cool. Uh, mate, yeah. uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Giant Thinkers podcast and for sharing your tips and stories. You know, it's important uh, for me to inject diversity on the show as I believe that, uh, you know, when a higher level of creativity um, and problem solving uh, is is achieved in, in that area, um, you know, it's it, things like this better demonstrate that. So I'm super pumped to follow your journey and wish you massive success. Thanks, Ram. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Have a good one.
Thank you so much for joining me here on another episode of the Giant Thinkers podcast. I hope you enjoyed that one with Jules Marcou. It really is a privilege to be able to facilitate these conversations for you as it's my mission to help and inspire as many designers and creatives as possible. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Next up on episode number 15, I have a guest like no other. She is an executive business consultant and life strategist who loves to help highly successful entrepreneurs tap into their greatness and build massive empires. I see her as almost having a superpower for legacy building. What drew me to her is her ability to help others discover what their gift is, showing them how to use it to do good in the world and empowering them to take giant leaps toward their dreams. So look out for that one in two weeks. A reminder that if you'd like to check out the five-minute journal, head to giantsthinkers.com slash five-minute journal, all spelt out. And if you do use it, let me know how you go, how it impacts you. I'd love to know. Send me a tweet or direct message. Twitter or Instagram is the best way to reach me. My handle is thegiantthinker. I'd also like to request two things from you. The first is to subscribe to the giantthinkers.com mailing list. It's important you do this because I've got plenty of news and useful content for you in the upcoming months and throughout 2016. And secondly, to share this podcast with just one person, just one, someone that you feel would truly benefit from the stories and advice from the expert guests on the show. And until next time, Giants, I'm Ram Castillo. Have a very happy new year. Be well, be kind to each other. And remember, play the long game because persistence trumps circumstance.